This sermon is brought to you by Shofar Christian Church. We hope that you will be blessed by this message. Our audio and video sermons are also available on Shofar TV to download and share. Okay, Lydia is going to share her story with us. Very exciting. And then straight after that, we're having a very special couple. You won't believe it that rugby players and rugby coaches can also sing, but they can. <laughs> so Andre and, and his wife, Kim, is going to minister a song to us after that. So let's open up our hearts. Thanks, Lydia. Okay, I just want to start with the scripture. It's uh, Ezekiel 34, verse 11. For thus says the Lord God, Behold, I myself will search for my flock and seek them out. As a shepherd cares for his sheep on the day that he is among his scattered flock, so I will care for my sheep, and I will rescue them from all the places to which they were scattered on a cloudy and gloomy day. Um, I'll be sharing my salvation testimony. Um, I grew up in a very religious house and my father was very absent and um, he has a transport company and he worked a lot and um, me and my twin sister and my younger brother um, we didn't see him a lot so in grade 8 I went to Blue Morph and I was in the hostel and um, then in grade 9 um, end of grade 8 my parents um, decided to get divorced so in grade nine, I started going out in Stellenbosch, started drinking, I had a fake ID, and um, then in grade 10, I um, started smoking weed, and I never really had a relationship with the Lord in high school. And I was really running away from the Lord, and I used to just look at my dad and think, if this is how a Christian looks like, I don't want to be one. And... Um, so then in um, matric, I um, almost went out every single weekend. Uh, my grade 11 December, uh, I life got in a stress boy, and I was um, basically drunk high or hung over for 21 days. And then um, uh, in matric, uh, I sometimes went out on Wednesday nights, and um, then um, I went to Rocking the Daisies, and I was really experimenting, and... I was super lost and then I um, did coke and MD for the first time. So um, that night I got raped and then um, after that happened I just um, went off and slept with another guy. So in, um, in my first year I was really searching and I was really running away from the Lord and I was um, yeah, I did. I was um, almost going out every single weekend, getting blackout drunk, and um, yeah, then the Lord really started seeking for me, and He um, started sending people across my road, and I would go to a lot of trance bodies and do a lot of different drugs, like I did ecstasy, coke, MD, acid, shrooms, lots of stuff, and um, yeah, so. There was an um, encounter that I had with someone from Shofar at Vortex, a trans body. Um, we dropped the MD and then it was in the middle of the winter and it was really, really cold. 
but we, um, we swam in the river and afterwards one of my friends, they came up to me and they just said that um, there's this tent and they give out free pancakes. So um, we went to this <laughs> we went to this tent, and then immediately um, I realized it was shofar, and I didn't really like Christians at that stage. So then I had a conversation with Karma, and your, um, she really like planted seeds. And um, every single time I had an encounter with a Christian throughout my first year, I would just run off and go. Um, find or just run away faster like I would sprint away from the Lord because I knew it was the Lord and um, so that day after having that conversation with Karma, I um, I uh, OD'd, overdosed and then I saw a, a vision of traffic cones and afterwards I thought that it, um, it must be the Lord warning me and um, I was super depressed I had, had insomnia, anxiety from all the drugs and um, I was really lost and we tried to convince ourselves that we were um, living life and that we were happy but we really weren't and um, then I went to J-Bay for the Corona Open in June and um, I we did lots of coke and we would sit in a flat and do up to 25 lines of coke just do a line, smoke some weed half an hour later, do another line, just sit in the flat all night and do that. And then the next morning, two guys invite us to a braai. And um, we pitch up there, well, we pitch up at the house. And um, then it was a Christian community house. Um, so, <laughs> you know, it was super awkward. Um, and <laughs> I really felt convicted. And because um, I knew I was running away from the Lord. And then I got back to Stellenbosch. Nothing really changed. I was still running away, re resisting the Lord. And I didn't want to surrender. So I um, went to Sunflower Fest, Vortex, Open Source, Flying Circus, Sprung, um, Into the Wild, lots of them. And um, we would do lots of drugs. And then um, I... Um, the Holy Spirit would just always lead me to show for stains. And um, <laughs> it was really annoying. <laughs> so then I, um, in December, I went to Vortex Open Source, another chance body, and I just decided to dodge the show for people. So, um, <laughs> yeah, um, I actually succeeded, and then a week later, I was in Strace Boy. And um, I basically couch served, like, just, we saw where we, like, we just um, went out and then we would just see where we ended up. And then um, Seabass pitched up at the house where I was staying <laughs> a week after Vortex open source um, and me trying to dodge the show for people. So a week later, someone told me um, that God loves me, a small act of obedience. And... Um, you know, there was like up to 17 times where God sent Christians on my path and every single time just got unveiled and I could see more clearly. And then on New Year's 2017, I, um, I dropped my last MD and I got back to Stellenbosch. On the 14th of Jan, came to Shofar, responded to the altar call. On the 18th of Feb, I got baptized.
in May, I moved into a Christian community house. In June, I went on missions to Myanmar. And God has completely... (laughs) God has completely renewed me. God has renewed me and he has taken me out of the thick clouds of darkness. He has brought me into his marvelous light. And he really washes you clean, makes you white as snow. And he gives you a new life, a life filled with abundance. And um, you know, I lost a lot of people and um, God gave me new ones. And you, know, <laughs> you can't ra- run away from the Lord. <laughs> yeah, that's my story. Thanks, Lydia. Sure. Turn to your neighbor and say, God is mighty to save. As as they plug in, will you just maybe tell somebody next to you something God has done in this year that you are thankful for, something that you want to celebrate, a short testimony, 30 seconds, just 30 seconds, quickly, something God has done in your life this year. I don't want to say anything. God told me I must pray. I don't like to pray. Um, So let's just close our eyes as we just move into his courts of presence. Father God, we stand before you and we just want to bring our pride, our selfish ambitions and lay it at the throne. Lord, we just want to seek your face. I pray that you will come and just minister to our hearts, Lord, and just want to declare that it's not about us it's all about you this is not a performance this is just an act of worship and Lord come and put us in the shadows so that your face can be seen, be seen in Jesus name Amen
try and beat that now no, I'm just joking um, hello everyone my name is Gideon and I'm gonna share a testimony a short testimony on about me and my wife actually and just a bit of my own life um, but yeah I've been married for just tried to work it out now two years eight months and three days that's very good <laughs> yeah to the most beautiful wife um, and yeah, just a bit of our journey. We met um, when we were grade end of grade 11 um, at December holiday in the beer tent, still by touches. Uh, <laughs> interesting place where we met. Um, and I came out of a, a very charismatic church and I was baptized in an early age. She came more out of an Inge church background. Um, but yeah, when I saw her the first time there, uh, was the most beautiful woman that I've seen in my life um, <laughs> and yeah it was I fell in love head over heels for her um, but yeah I'm not gonna tell the whole story now and we started dating a bit after that um, and I invited her to church um, and she got baptized soon after that and we started walking a road together but from the start our relationship kind of started on the wrong foot and a bit in the world um, and we came to first year uh, I was in Dagbreak and she was in Isaac Carstens um, and yeah, I really fell into the whole university thing and caring and um, started with not the right friends um, and we, we were in church from the start in Shofar um, but also in the world a bit um, and then yeah around about June in our first year the Lord started speaking to me about our relationship a bit because um, at that stage we were re really like finding our joy and our affirmation and stuff in each other um, and we were kind of living to each other God was there but we we were so living towards each other and we were struggling and lusts of this world and all this yes a lot of struggles um, and the Lord really came and spoke to me um, it was actually one night that a lot of stuff happened it was a Sunday night um, I was at church and the Lord told me listen you must sort this thing out um, you must find your joy in me um, both of you and I went afterwards that time, Ko Pinard, and some of you may know, may know him, he was my mentor, and we went and we prayed for long, and I said, listen, I've, I experienced the Lord telling me I must break up with my girlfriend, and it was like the scariest thing of my life, because she was my, she was my, my everything, kind of. 
Um, and I, after that, I send a WhatsApp to my mom and tell her, listen, please pray for me. I'm thinking of breaking up with Mika, blah, blah, blah. And she sent me a, a scripture. And I couldn't really understand what it means. I'm still in Psalms. Um, and I prayed about it, but I couldn't understand. And the next day, my, my wife, Mika, actually sent me a piece um, that basically explained that scripture that my mother sent to me the previous night. And it basically said that first find your um for find your joy in me in the lord and he will give you the desires of your heart um so i knew we had to break up and those of you that know me will know i'm a very black and white kind of guy and that afternoon i went to see mika and we spoke about it and we broke up and it was very very tough um and yeah the lord's message really was go and go and seek me go and find your peace and your joy in me um and not in this world um and we both thought we kind of knew the Lord and she went on an amazing journey in that time um, and I kind of fell back a lot in that time and I realized how much I was actually running on her kind of and living through her when we, when we dated and my, my, my life and my identity wasn't in the Lord. So I started carrying a lot with my friends and I didn't have good friends at that stage. Um, and just falling into the world and drinking and girls and all of those things. Um, and I remember probably three, four, two, three months later, Mika actually came to my, to my res. Um, and yeah, she, she came and told me, because when we broke up, we actually made a commitment to each other as we made a complete breakup. But we said, listen, we're going we're gonna to seek the Lord and we're going to um, really seek seek him and find our pleasures in him and our affirmation in him and all of those things um, and she came to my residence she told me listen i'm hearing all this stuff um, i'm not here as your ex-girlfriend or as your whatever i'm here as a sister in christ and i just want to tell you that we made a commitment towards each other and um and she prayed for me and just both in tears it was actually yeah a lot of respect for her for that um and then I realized, listen, yes, I'm, on a, I'm in a bad place here, and I must start working on this. And I started walking with the Lord again um, and really seeking Him. Um, and five, six months went past, um, and she, like I said, was on an amazing journey with the Lord. Um, and we came together again. Not together, but we started speaking again, and we started actually a long story how that happened. But yeah, then we started speaking again, and it was then the beginning of my second year. And um, we wasn't dating yet, but spoke, and Bjorn came, and all of that. Um, and I was at a, very, a lot better place by that time, but still in the world a bit, and with the wrong friends. And Yul came the one night; she was on the Oka from Isa, um, and I was, and we were actually yelling that year together with Isa Dachrik and Isa. Um, and I didn't think I'm going to tell this now, but I'm quickly going to share it. And we were um, the one night having a kid with Isa um, there in the quad, and it was a nice punch party, and started gaining a bit too much again. And she came later because she had stuff on with the Oka. Um, and she came back and she asked me, listen, are you drunk? And I told her, no, no. And, um, <laughs> and um, I was a bit over the, over the limit that time. Um, and the next morning, she was there with her on the on the quad again. And she, I went off and she was like, she didn't even want to speak to me. Um, and I was like, what's happening and what's wrong? And she said, no, I know about last night and everything. And I, I just want to tell you, like, you can lead this life if you want, but I'm not, I don't want to be part of that life. Um, and that was actually the moment that I really, the Holy Spirit just dropped something in my heart. And I'm like, I don't want to live this life. And um, 
I want to marry this woman one day um, and I'm going to lose her if I carry on like that. I didn't do it for her, but the Lord really used her. <laughs> and it was the second time that she really rebuked me and she still does it, but <laughs> um, it's good because um, I'm a sinner, but God is amazing. And then, um, then the Lord really came and spoke to me and her about my friends and that it's really, my friends was a stumbling block for me that time. Um, and the one testimony she spoke now about counting the cost and it's, the Lord sometimes expects of us to, to give something up that's, stumbling, that's a stumbling block and for some people it might be something else um, but yeah, to, to, to live for God and to really there is a cost to that, counting the cost um, and we started praying and um, I realized I, I need to do something about this friends and I didn't just leave my friends and just said listen you go on I'm gonna go because that's not because we need to reach out to them as well but I stopped going out to them and I stopped doing all this stuff and talking about this stuff of this world and kind of we slowly started kind of drifting away from each other and I was at a place where I didn't really have any friends um, and we me and my wife prayed a lot um, my girlfriend that time um, and she was by my side the whole time and then few weeks later or so, Sias actually came to me and he told me, and that's, I didn't really know him that time, he said, listen, go, let's go for a coffee. And I'm like, okay, this is a bit weird, pastor asking me to go for coffee. Um, and yeah, I actually just want to honor Sias because that's something, uh, I've been in churches and I've seen places overseas where, where a church really puts a pastor on a pedestal and it's like kind of can't talk to him. And I just want to acknowledge Sias for the fact that he, he makes jokes with us and he makes, makes it easy to talk with him and just doesn't want, to, want us to place him on a pedestal and that's amazing. Um, yeah. And then we went for coffee and one of the first things he told me is that the, the Lord told him he wants to bless me with great friends. Um, and I'm like, sure, that's, you don't know what's, what I've been going through. Um, but it was really a life-changing moment for me. Um, and he invited me to go on mission um, to Iran and I met some great friends on there and really met the Lord intimately um, and after that really went on a journey um, with the Lord and with Mika um, and it didn't and then we started dating and everything again in that year and it didn't everything wasn't just fine at that stage but we were our identity and our joy was in the Lord um, so during the challenges that came after that we, we ran to the Lord and not to each other um, and we found our joy in the Lord and I remember still before we broke up we would say listen if something must happen to you now to you now we'd, we wouldn't know what we would, would have done um, but then we were at a place like if something would have happened it would be bad but we'll go on because the Lord is our, our everything and we found our joy in him um, and that was really amazing um, and like I said we still had struggles and didn't mean now I can just 12 o'clock at night lay next to her in the bed and watch a movie because I'm a man and I'm going to get tempted so you shouldn't do that um, so it's not like everything was just perfect but we were seeking the Lord together um, and it was really amazing just how the Lord started taking us on this journey so I want to encourage you tonight um, to really go and, go and find your joy and your peace in the Lord and I don't know your background or what you are going through um, but the Lord is faithful and he, he, wants, he's, he wants our hearts for himself and he's a jealous God um, and it's sometimes going to cost something of you um, and it's not going to be always that nice or it's going to hurt a bit but it's so worth it um, and the Lord is so faithful.
Um, so yeah, that's my testimony. <laughs> Great. You're not allowed to say Tani Lezel because she's got five kids, but um, please share with us. Um, my husband, Chris, dad, said I'm not allowed to call him out because um, otherwise he's going to let all the dogs come and sleep in our bed tonight. But dad, <laughs> my life is really incomplete with him, um, without him. Um, with him. <laughs> See? It's incomplete. <laughs> um, my journey um, started, um, we, we run a business in Cape Town, we, it's not just me, we started it in 2004, um, and that was the first lesson in business that I learned, um, seek God first, and um, yeah, we just stormed into this business because we, I kind of felt desperate to start doing my own thing. And, want to do more and I always said I'm not going to be satisfied just with being in a job and I want to do my own things. So lesson number one in business, seek Lord first. So we, I started the business on my own in um, 2004. Second mistake I made is I was in a partnership 50-50 with an unbeliever. Oh, second thing. So um, and then in 2006 so now we started this laundry business, industrial laundry in Cape Town. We service all the hotels in Cape Town. And um, working seven days a week, 365, hotels never close. And um, I just knew how to work hard. I didn't realize that there's more to it, but just to work diligently. That, that's the one thing I did. And then in 2006, um, we realized our partner stole all our money. So we realized, whew. so we, and that's where I suppose where God wanted to take me to a place of complete surrender, where you realize it's not about you, it's not about anything else, but put your trust and your faith in him. And um, yeah, and then all the work for two years, you realize means nothing because there's no money. And now you have to choose whether you're going to fight it in courts and embezzlement and all that nasty stuff and you learn to read your books it's the third thing you need to do um, and then you realize okay now that's it it's only you and God um, and Chris used to joke with me and used to I used to listen to Joyce Meyer 24 7 because I knew it's only God that's going to help us through this um, and then we had to that's also where I read this where I learned the scripture of the battle is God's, it's not ours. Um, we, now we're in a partnership that we had to still pay out our partner because we had to choose to go to court or fight it. But in the meantime, we've got this business that's very successful. So now we have to pay somebody that's already stolen all our money. Um, and then you learn to have to forgive. Um, and that's tough when you've worked and heart and soul into something and then you realize oh, you've got to still pay him for all of this after he's taken everything. Um, and then the journey really started with um, simple things where you realize six months down the line, oh, he never paid the taxes, he never paid this, he never paid this. So this can, and we paid for up to 10 years where we had to pay back what we had to pay him. 
Um, and then the journey with the business started. Uh, we started with about eight people in 2004. Um, and then God just took us on this journey where we had to work diligently, trusting implicitly that he's going to provide. Um, and then it really, really went amazing for many years. Um, and I think that's also where God took us to a place where, and it sounds a bit of a cliche where God takes you to this road and everything, but you get comfortable and you get sort of blasé and it's sort of become a little bit religious about this whole thing. You tithe and you do all the right things. And then in 2014, um, I'll never forget that I was sitting in the office and I turned around to Dad and I said to him, we don't have any more money. <laughs> so we realized we've run out of money again. But in the meantime, we've also lost a lot of business. And then God just said again, it's all about me. It's not about you take yourself out of it and you had to completely surrender and start pretty much all over again um, and that's really also where we started to going to Shofar and Franchuk. Um, we went to on missions as a family we went to the Ukraine and sure, it was, if I can encourage you to do one thing, go on missions changes your life um, and um, yeah and that's where the journey just started all over again with myself and Chris and the family um, and we, we could just see provision where we walk into our business where in two, three years ago we didn't know there's going to be a drought um, and God spoke to dad and he said make provision and he started investing and we've traveled and we've searched all over the world to find a water system um, we, and like I said there were, there were no drought um, and we use about, to give it perspective, we use about 70,000 liters of water a day. So, yeah, when there was no water, we were the only laundry in Cape Town that had water. We've had incredible, incredible supernatural encounters with God in the business where um, the, there was a time where there was load shedding. Everything got load shedded except our business. Um, there were times where I remember about two years ago in our, in our road, all the power was off, the main at the power station was off everything, and we had power. And the guy said to me, it's impossible, it's impossible, because it's not possible. We had power. <laughs> um, so we've just had incredible stories, and, and, and I had such a word tonight where Chris and I, yeah, the business is tough out there, and it's... You know, we've got about 100 staff today, and yeah, and it's seven days a week, and it's hotels, and there's a lot of things. And often we would say, God, release us a bit. So we can just do what you want us to do. And then God just dropped it in my spirit tonight that he has released us because it's his business. <laughs> so it's not, we, we are actually, as people, we are released because we're his children. Um, so yeah, we've just had incredible things where people come to our factory and they know, and they walk in, and they say, why is it different here? Uh, my staff knows you will hear the gospel from me. You will hear it. Um, the staff knows if you're sick, I will pray for you. And if your children are sick, we will pray for your children. Um, and where you are in your business, or where you're in your workplace, or wherever you are, that's your mission field. And that's where you will share the gospel, and you will see God's provision. But you have to be faithful, you have to be diligent, and you have to work with excellence onto him because it all belongs to him. And have an open hand when you have a business.
because it, it follows through you to the next person. Otherwise, the minute you start holding on to things, God can't use that. So, so use what God gets where you're at and use it. Um, and yeah, we, our business is just phenomenally. I mean, in this year, it's been a tough year for Cape Town, the hotel industries. And we have grown, I think, about 30, 40% in the toughest year. Um, and I can only, only say it's through God's grace. And it's nothing else. Nothing. I'm not qualified. Definitely not qualified. Um, and yeah, it's um, first and foremost seek the kingdom. Thank you for listening. Remember that our sermon audio and videos are also available on Shofar TV. Go to www.shofaronline.tv to download and share.